Hey, I'm Tim Dodson, and I'm a reporter here at the Bristol Herald Courier. And this is an episode of On the Record, our podcast where we take a deeper dive into some of our reporting. This past week, we saw another round of flooding in our region. Some heavy rainfall on Sunday evening led to flooding conditions on Monday morning across different parts of Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Now, for some people, this brought back memories of even more devastating and catastrophic flooding that occurred back in February. I wanted to catch up with communities that were heavily hit by February's floods and find out how they've been recovering in the over two months since that occurred. I was also interested in asking them how the coronavirus has shaped those recovery efforts and how it's affected their communities that were already recovering from a crisis. One of the hardest hit areas from February's floods was Richlands. It's a small town in Tazewell County, Virginia. Flooding along the Clinch River forced over 100 people to evacuate their homes. Tazewell County, 911. What's the location of your emergency? Uh, it's Richlands. I don't know who to call, sweetie. Uh, there are some people that stuck in that is uh, stuck in the water and can't and uh, they can't get out of it. Are they actually in the water? Well, uh, what happened was they they was uh, we're down here at River Road, right before right before you turn to go down River Road, and they was going they're trying to go straight through and not turn to go down River Road, and he got over too far and he went in a ditch, and the vehicle was completely stuck. And they're needing somebody to come and pull 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 the truck out of the water or I don't know I didn't know who to call. That was a nine one one recording that I obtained from Taswell County. On February 6th, local emergency officials in Taswell County were inundated with similar calls requesting assistance, inquiring about shelters, um, reporting damage and flooded roadways. The flooding really had a devastating impact for some families. I spent some time this past week checking in with leaders in Richlands to find out how they've been recovering and, and how they've been coming back from those floods in February. I spent some time on the phone with Jerry Gilbert. He's the town's police chief. And I also spoke with Paul Crawford, the town's mayor. Now, this past week, there was another round of flooding along the Clinch River. The river peaked at 12.7 feet on Monday morning. That exceeded its 10-foot flood stage. Now, it was not as devastating as back in February when the river crested at over 14 feet. So the recent round of flooding... um, you know, it was, was not as major. But Gilbert told me that five to 10 people still had to be rescued on Monday. The rescue operations looked a little bit different this time around. First responders were wearing N95 masks and gloves as protection against coronavirus um, that's been rapidly spreading across the country, including here in Virginia. Here's Gilbert talking a little bit about how dealing with all these crises from flooding, recovery, and rescue efforts to the pandemic has affected him and, and his team of officers? Uh, it's stressful. You know, one major flood and then we're dealing with the pandemic. You're trying to keep not only my staff safe and healthy, then you've got to be concerned with the public health and safety. You've got folks getting displaced and you've got folks trying to save them. 
you know, I've got guys out there in the protective PPE equipment, you know, in boats, trying to save people from the floodwaters in their homes. So it was a definite, you know, it's just been a stressful time. Um, you know, for me, I worry about my people. Uh, we're in contact with citizens every day. And we try to wear protective equipment and take care of ourselves. Yeah. As well as serving the public. And sometimes that can be stressful, especially when you add a flood yeah. in the middle of it. And the coronavirus has not just affected the actual rescue efforts themselves, but Gilbert said that it's shaping how the recovery takes place. He said that back in February, individuals and community groups were donating cleaning supplies to recovery efforts. The police department hosted a site to collect supplies. Displaced people could stay in the shelter at Richlands Middle School. Church groups were volunteering to repair damaged homes. But this time around, things look a lot different. The Red Cross still provided emergency relief, but instead of a designated shelter, the group made arrangements to house people at a Super 8 motel in order to maintain physical distance between the displaced residents. And Gilbert said that he doesn't think it's likely that people who were affected by the most recent round of flooding will be able to obtain donated disinfectants and other cleaning supplies because there's already shortages of those products on store shelves due to the pandemic. And the police department itself is not able to host a drop-off site for donations because of those concerns about how in-person interactions could lead you know, staff at the police department to become sick or contract coronavirus. So there's a lot of considerations uh, when it comes to responding to these kinds of emergencies when you also have to keep public health uh, in mind amid this pandemic. And as I said, the floods on Monday did not reach the same scale as what happened in February when over $2.6 million worth of damage was recorded in Southwest Virginia, according to state data. I don't have damage assessments for the most recent round of flooding, but it's easy to imagine how some of these costs can, can put a great strain on someone who's affected. If your home floods, if your vehicle is damaged, if you have a piece of your property that's that's negatively affected by flooding, those costs can easily add up. And you know, given that we're in the midst of you know some really negative economic consequences from the pandemic, this could put a strain on on different people who are affected. It seems like we've been going from one crisis to the next, from you know really catastrophic flooding in February to having to respond to this public health crisis with the pandemic to more minor flooding. I asked the town's mayor, Paul Crawford, how his community has been navigating all of this and what the impacts might be. You know, we've shown a lot of resilience uh, from the first flood. We had a lot of help uh, from church groups and uh, donated local donations. And uh, some from the county we had, really we didn't get any federal relief that we thought we would. Yeah. Uh, people were really coming back from that very well. And then this stack on virus hit and... Uh, you 
know, that kind of sent us reeling again. I mean, we've got businesses shut down, and especially non-essential businesses, and even the essential businesses are, are really cut back. Uh, it's, it's almost like I can't really give you a good assessment of it because we're just reeling, you know? When I was speaking with Chief Gilbert on the phone, he told me that he was looking out his window and could see people who were cleaning up the streets from this most recent round of flooding. There was mud on the street and someone was out there with a power washer trying to clean it up. Here's part of what he said. They're back there washing the streets right now. Yeah. So... You know, you put your people in place and they, they clean up like we always do. Uh, may take a week to get all the mud off our streets and our parking lots and things, but we'll, be, we'll bounce back. Yeah. That's the same thing about our community. You know, right now we're dealing with this virus, people not working, people scared to death. I mean, conversations no matter where. You go, it's people terrified. I was looking at the totals this morning. I was thinking we was like 156 deaths yesterday in Virginia. Yeah. And they're showing 195 today. Yeah. So you're looking at what, about 39 people since yesterday? And yeah. that's up from, we've been about 10 or 12 a day. Yeah. But now, you know, you're looking like said. 39 since yesterday. And you know, that's scary figures when you're having that many people die from this disease or complications every day. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we're resilient and we bounce back and we do what we've got to do. Yeah. And, uh, and that's if we have another flood next week. Thanks for tuning into this episode of On the Record. If you want to read more about what you heard in this podcast, uh, you can find my article about the effects of February's floods and how those have kind of converged with the effects of the pandemic over on our website, heraldcourier.com. Thanks to the folks who spoke with me for my reporting and who processed the records that I requested. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at tdotson at bristolnews.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're staying safe. Take care. On the Record is made possible by David Cricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.